Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer. Back again with us today is Tony Shiloh and hopefully you've all been paying attention and followed along so you know who Tony is and you're excited to see her with us again today like we are. Um, in case you haven't been, we will link to her blog, well, her website, and you can go read all about her and her fabulous books, the most recent of which is An Unlikely Proposal, which was out in January, I think. Yes, January. yes with Love Inspired. Tony, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me again. All right, today we're talking about military heroes and heroines in CCR, and um, it's sort of tricky because I feel like often the military heroes and heroines you find in romantic suspense, not like straight up romance generally. Um, so when, when you saw this as a topic that we were talking about and you volunteered to come hang with us to talk about it, Tony, what, what prompted you to do that? Um, I did six years in the military, so I was like, this is so my topic. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Were you, you were Army, is that what I remember? Air Force. Oh, oops. <laughs> you okay. were not Army, you were Air Force. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't think I could have chosen more wrong than that. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. You were Air Force. What did you do in the Air Force, Tony? Uh, so I was an intelligence analyst. Um, yeah. So all I can say is classified. Yeah. You yeah. were an intelligence analyst and <laughs> excellent. And, <Very> yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, we're going to try to stay away from romantic suspense and focus on straight CCR with our military, either active duty, they can be retired. They can be uh, disabled vets. However, they end up, they have some military connection, but it's not a suspenseful story. So that was our challenge for this. Um, and why do you think it is that um, military folk make such great main characters? Um, why is that? Tony, what do you think? For me, I think it's because, um, especially when they're a mili the military is the hero, I think it's because they exemplify all the traits we love in heroes the loyalty the honor like they have it in spades obviously because they've devoted their life to their country so we're like oh yeah there's no way this guy can't be a great hero i love it all right narelle what about you what do you think and also i guess i should tack on it is okay if you disagree with that premise that they do make good heroes or heroines you just have to explain why um <laughs> all right narelle um i suppose I mean, I'm probably a bit on the fence in a sense that I'm an Australian. So it's if an American military is interesting, but I probably don't have that patriotic investment that an American reader would have. So I think that's one difference that I do bring to the table. And another another thing that can be hard to find in these books is that if they're actively in the job, they're most likely in a romantic suspense or a thriller or whatever. So I agree with that. It can be hard to find characters mm -hmm. as well. But I do think they make um, good heroes and heroines as well. And I've had family in the military that have done good things. Um, one of the genres I think that you see a lot of military books is historical because you've got the world wars and, um, and World War II is massive at the moment in Christian fiction. There's so many books coming out. And um, 
it's in contemporary, there's really not a lot going on sort of in the world at the moment um, in terms of military conflict, like we've seen in the 20th century, for example. So it's kind of, I think, a different space, but I'm open to reading books with military characters. Um, it might not be something I necessarily look for, but it's definitely something that I'd read if I come across it and I've enjoyed reading um, military characters in the past. I guess that well, no, I'll save it. Valerie, and then I'm going to have us follow on. You just, I have another question now, but Valerie. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm kind of with Narelle because I'm Canadian. So the, the whole um, U.S. patriotic part kind of slides past me, which is okay. Um, so I don't seek out those stories necessarily, but I don't pass them by on purpose either. Like, oh, there's a military person. I don't want to read that book. Um, so just, and I haven't really seen it in the, um, in Canadian spaces as much, even though we do have a military and there are people actively serving as we speak. Uh, I just, I have never really seen it um, but there isn't a whole lot of Canadian set CCR as opposed to um, US based anyway. So, and that was actually going to be my question is, um, are there Australian or, I mean, cause I know like Canada has a military, Australia has a military, um, the UK has a military. Um, are, are there romance novels featuring non-American military? I, I say that and I ask it and I had a hard time coming up with a whole bunch to, that featured even American military. So I don't know. I just like trying to rack my brain right now. Um, nothing is coming to mind. And I don't know if that might be partly because I don't seek no, look for, for it. it. Sure. Um, and, and didn't leading up to this episode either. But yeah, I, I just can't think of any of my Christian Canadian romance friends who are writing in that space. I think maybe Carolyn Arson has had a couple of, of uh, post-military, but I could be totally wrong. So it happens frequently. Growing up, there was a TV show, Do South, which was a Mountie, Canadian Mountie, who was in Chicago, I believe, um, on some sort of exchange program. And I would like watch that show all day, still today. Like if I could find it, I would watch it all day because like Mounties are awesome. So I would be there for CCR with Canadian Mounties. I don't have, and I get that they're like more police than military, but totally, I would still be there for that. Like sign me up, send them, send them my way. And then you've got like, you know, Prince William, right? He fits real nice in a British military uniform. I'm, I'm down for the British military CCR. Bring it. I'm good with that. Put a man in a uniform. I don't really actually care <laughs> what flag is on the shoulder. Let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know? So the thing is, though, you, if like the thing with um, military, if you're going outside of the U.S., is I think you're you're in the historical um, romance part of the world because the books that I can think of that would touch on military characters tend to be more set around um, 20th century military conflicts yeah is where the bulk of it is well and that's it's a lot of that with Australia <laughs> is we're a we're a newer country in terms of um, the British settlement here um, 
was only a couple of hundred years ago. So our history is a lot shorter as well. We haven't had a civil war in the same way that the states have. Um, it's it's a different um, cultural setup as well. I think I, it's I don't know. It's I think there's a slightly different way that Australians look and perceive the military to the way I get the impression Americans do. But I could be wrong because I'm looking from the outside. Sure. What yeah. she said. We, we are only also a couple hundred years old. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> so, okay. All right, cool. Um, I mean, I've kind of answered it because like I'm there. If a, if a man's in a uniform, a military uniform, like the McDonald's uniform does nothing for me. So I will clarify. If no, there's McDonald's a man in a military uniform, I'm, I'm there for it. I'm there for it. Bring it. Um, so, so we can probably go ahead and um, move into our favorite military books um, suggestions. And I forgot to set my timer again. So did you start? Okay. Valerie's going to have to give me a sign when we're getting close to time because. Of course, I didn't set it right at the first second either, but we're about okay. seven, seven minutes in, which probably means about okay. 10. Okay. We'll be fine. We had all kinds of time to talk about military books then. Uh, so uh, do you have, let's start with Tony. Tony, what you got? All right. So is it bad to plug my own book? No. Um, sweet. Then I'm going to go with um, Finding Love. Um, my hero, Luke Robinson, is an army vet. And yeah, I really, really love that book. Every now and then it surprises me how much I love a character. Um, and his integrity and the need to be honorable, like through an entire situation constantly surprised me. Um, I thought the book would keep going in different directions. And he's like, nope, nope, we're going to go this way. <laughs> so, <laughs> Love it. Yeah, he was definitely one of my favorite. And then I actually recently um, read A Match for the Marine. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to totally butcher the last name, but it's okay. Jess Mastorakis. No, Mastorakis. I forgot it. Yep. Mastorakis. Right. Thank you. I practiced it before and I was like, I'm still going to mess it up. <laughs> um, but I really like that. I liked it because it has the, obviously it has the man in uniform. He's a Marine. He was um, active duty and it threw in a matchmaking company. And I'm like, sold. Like you have all my happy places. So that's a fun one. It's um, fairly new. It's a rom-com and it's, it's super fun. I like that one a lot. I like all of Jess's books. She was, I had her down at the bottom. I'm like, someone else is going to get to Jess because she's kind of, she's kind of I've, cornered this. I've read several of hers as well. Now they, they don't quite tick the, the Christian button in that way. They're sweet, clean, but they're a really good read. And they're the most recent military books that I sought out. And I'll blame Elizabeth for that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Not Hashtag. sorry. <laughs> Not sorry at all. Cause I mean, you have to, now, this is maybe an American thing and, and all y'all international folks might not understand. Um, even maybe Tony will agree with me having been in the air force. Like my husband was in the army, but even knowing that he was in the army, the Marines are the ones that fill out the uniforms the best. Yes. I have heard this. No. I plead the fifth because you, my husband is an Air Force vet. Okay. All right. Well, See, and, so. and I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's fair. Like accepting your husband, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that there are other like folks who would 
throwdown about that. That's fair. Um, but I do love the Marines from a filling out the uniform standpoint. There Even is something the elite about the word that yeah. that has made its way around the world. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They're not the few, the proud anymore, are they? I think they changed um, it. All of them changed their logos for their, their taglines from the cool ones to something that's not as cool. Um, the army ruined theirs. <laughs> Very sad. I don't even know what it is anymore. I'm like, I, don't, I can't keep back. up with them. Yeah. I'm like, let's go back to be all you can be. Cause the, though they changed it to then an army of one and it's like, no, this is, this is stupid. <laughs> Just stop. Anyway, totally off topic. <laughs> um, Narelle, who you got? Okay, well, I'm just going to jump in with something different and say that if we were doing movies, and I think the movie that probably I think is probably the most closest to military that will always come to mind is Top Gun. And I think they work, their uniforms look good in Top Gun. Maybe. (laughs) And that works. That's the criteria. Yes. (laughs) But going back in. I'm surprised you didn't say an officer and a gentleman, though, because we know you love Richard Gere. So. Well, I, I would probably think more Top Gun because it's like, oh, it's more active. You know what I mean? It's more military stuff. Sure. There's not so much military content in an officer and a gentleman as there is in Top Gun. And that was one of my favourite movies. I was a young teenager when that was released. Yeah. Yes, so it probably influences me in that one. But anyway, going back to books, um, the first one um, that I've got is Desert Willow by Patricia Beale. And I have mentioned this one before. And um, the hero is an army captain. And the story is set in El Paso in Texas and the heroine's a ballerina and her, she's from Brazil and her grandma is very sick in Brazil and her mum's in Brazil caring for her and her grandma's dying wish is that she hand delivers this letter to a Brazilian colonel who was her grandma's first love. So that's the premise of the story. And I really enjoyed this one and it's set around an army base as well. So I thought that was really interesting to sort of get that insight as well so and it's international so we're not just talking about the u.s military we're talking about brazil as well so that was a really fun story interesting valerie what you got well i have valerie m Bodden in not until (laughs) christmas morning um not for the first time mentioned on this podcast the hero um lost his leg in afghanistan Um, He's desperate to get through rehab and go back. It's all he can think of to do is to redeem himself in the situation that sent him home. And he doesn't want anything to distract him, um, including the woman next door. (laughs) Um, So it just, so you've got a, a brooding, very unhappy guy, but He's very, very dedicated. And I think that's, that's one of the things about military heroes too, is they tend to be very disciplined, mm-hmm. quite alpha and, and really focused. And that's a, a distinct character type um, that, you, that you find less often or less universally in other types of Christian romance. All right, so I went into the Wayback Machine um, to probably 2014, um, maybe 2015, 
And it's At the Edge of a Dark Forest by Connie Almany. Um, and it is a Beauty and the Beast retelling, actually modernized. And uh, the man is a um, new amputee from Iraq. Um, and he is playing the role of the beast, <laughs> as you would imagine. And uh, his fist who is there to help him adjust and uh, get to the point where he is able to be fitted for prosthesis, um, it, they end up with a romance. But it is, um, I feel like Connie really delves into, if I recall correctly, she is a psychiatrist or psychologist by training, and she really delves into the PTSD and the trauma of what these war vets um, bring home with them beyond, you know, the valor and the loyalty and all the amazing good things that we think of, but she she goes into the shadows that um, that sort of plague them and um, shows where redemption can come in and where it's needed. Um, in his case, he was not a believer and in fact really blames God for so many different things. It's a fabulous book. Um, really, really, um, really recommend that one so um all right you did too tony do you have a third um i was thinking of a third um okay. and i janine roche as she reads this is going to kill me because i cannot remember the title <laughs> it's okay, but we'll it's look it up. <laughs> denise hunter and it's riley is a vet and he comes home missing a leg as well and i'm like why can't i remember it's riley and why can I remember it's Denise Hunter, but I can't remember. Maybe it's Just a Kiss is the book. But, I've read it, but I don't remember the title either. I know where you're going, but. Yeah, yeah it's Friends to More, which makes it even more. I mean, you get a brooding guy and the Friends to More and like you're pretty much a goner. So that was definitely my choice. That's a good one. Okay, I need to find that one. I'll look it up and put it in the show notes and also probably on my Kindle. So <laughs> do you have another one, Narelle? Um, Yes, I do. So I've got an Australian um, one this okay. time. So this is um, Eva After by um, Rose D, who's an Australian author that lives up in far north Queensland. And it's um, and it's not romantic suspense. So you're going to think I'm heading for romantic suspense, but I'm actually <laughs> not. So the heroine was in America and um, she witnessed a murder. And so she ends up running away to Australia and she has a bodyguard who is ex-military. So there's a touch of mystery and there's a, a bit of suspense, but I wouldn't define it as romantic suspense. I define it more as contemporary Christian romance. Um, but it was a really interesting story because um, the hero suffers from PTSD and that's something that can be very common for veterans and it's not something that's always touched upon. And so I thought the way that Rose handled that aspect of the story was really good. So it's a really fun story if you want to discover how beautiful Queensland is nice and sunny at the beach <laughs> that kind of a setting then it's a great read as well that sounds fun Valerie did you have another I do JC Weaver whatever happens next was that on your list Elizabeth no no because oh. I knew you were gonna get it <laughs> um Dyson is an air force vehicle maintainer and he's um 
he's got itchy feet and he signed up to see the world and he wants to keep seeing the world, but he happens to be in Albuquerque and falls for a woman who definitely does not want to see the world. She wants to stay right put where she is. Thank you very much. So that was, it was a fun story. JC's got a good, good bunch of, of stories set there in New Mexico. Yeah, that's what I love about JC's books is their little trips to New Mexico for Yeah, me. they have a sense of place. They really yeah. do. I've never yeah. been, but I still feel like I've, I've caught some glimpses. Mm -hmm from reading her stories. Uh, my second, actually, I chose All of You by Sarah Monson, which is split time. We talked about it in um, in our split time episode uh, with the Carrington family. I believe it's book two in that series. Um, Michael Carrington is a Navy fighter jet pilot who um, apparently I also chose all amputees for my heroes. He has a freak accident on the aircraft carrier and ends up Actually, I don't think it's a spoiler because it happens really fast at the start of the book. He ends up a triple amputee, um, which is, I mean, a huge adjustment. But um, I, I loved uh, the way that she wove that in with the historical time frame, which is World War II. So there are military um, elements in the World War II aspect as well. Um, it's just really fun. It's, it's, it's fun and it's it's got some fantastic uh, faith through both storylines that weave together at the end. And just, it's a fantastic faith arc as well as story arc, um, which I really like. Um, probably have another minute. A, a thought occurred to me um, when Narelle was talking about movies. <laughs> With a military hero or heroine, how much of the book needs to be focused on the military stuff or, is it enough that that's what their job is and it's just an everyday romance? You know, do, does their job have to be part of the story for you to consider it a military romance? Anyone? I'm gonna go with no, okay. um, because in some cases, um, many cases, this is, after their home and civilian. Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely colors who they are and what they bring to the table, but it, it may no longer be their current job. Mm -hmm. So whether they're rehabilitating from an amputation, yeah. apparently happens quite a lot in these stories anyway, um, or whether they've whether they're now working, you know, for their dad at the bank or whatever, it's um, that still is going to really color who they are and inform many of their decisions and the, the way they look at the world. So I don't think they need that. There needs to be any specific military. I mean, they'll have some memories they'll want to share or whatever, but it doesn't need to be a very large percentage. That's my take. Okay. Well, Desert Willow, the book I mentioned by Patricia Beale. So he's actively working in the military. Um, so there's a little bit, but not, I mean, I'm probably not as tolerant of reading military stuff as because I'm not an American. It's probably not as interesting to me, but I found the level of military content was great in that book. I don't remember thinking about it, so which means it was fine. 
Um, but I think if I was looking to read military characters, I'd be looking for um, romantic suspense, thriller, historical romantic suspense. I'd actually be searching in that genre because that's where I'd expect to see active combat and, mm-hmm. and the job. So the job, I think, probably if it's active overseas on, on a mission or something is going to be more likely happening in a different genre to straight CCR. What do you think, I don't know. I kind of like both of their answers for different reasons. I like (laughs) Valerie's points that it colors who you are. Like you can't serve in the military and not be changed by it. Um, So that's definitely going to seep out in the story if they're not currently active Um, and you still get that touch of military, I believe. Um, But I also like the idea of seeing their job and seeing how it influences their everyday. And I still think you can do that in a CCR um, book. I mean, Jess has proven that in all of her books. They're always Marines. They're always usually active. So, um, and I think there's still, there's like a whole world of jobs that don't involve when you're in wartime as well. Um, And this conversation totally makes me want to go write another (laughs) military. Go write it. Go write it. I can tell you want to. I know my wheels are like, I'm like, oh, (laughs) you go ahead and write it and, and we'll, you know, we'll bring you back and talk about it again. Yes, definitely. It'll all be good. I I think May, June, July, when will this (laughs) No pressure. Next year. Um, Jess Masterakos, I agree, does a good job of showing um, the the work-life balance of active duty military. Um, and what's fun is like most of her Marines are um, like aircraft mechanics. I believe in the first series, they're all aircraft mechanics. So they're not, they don't deploy. Um, or if they do, it's for a short, you know, they're not they're not out in the middle of things, in the thick of things, generally speaking, their support staff. Um, still very, very critical, very, very, very critical. But um, so there are such a host of careers available that um, you can, you know, you don't have to have the Navy SEAL like you do in Romantic Suspense, right? I was thinking the first Liz Johnson book I ever read was one of her first love inspired suspense, and it was Navy SEALs. Um, or Ronnie Kindig, which isn't even romantic suspense, right? It's just straight up thriller. Um, she's got the Navy SEALs and the, you know, the special ops people. And, and there you do need to see their job because the book is about the job. Usually it's about the mission. Whereas with romance, the job can be just a job. And yeah. you can see that, you know, these people are real people with real lives who fall in love just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, one of the things we do tend to see is heroes and heroines who have parents that have been in the military and have grown up in that. That's yeah. probably something I would say is more common mm-hmm. as well in the backstory. I can see that. Yeah. Mm, the moving, moving all the time and adjustments from being a military yeah. brat. Yeah. Cool. Um, final thoughts on military romance. No. I'm looking forward to Tony, right? Yeah, some I know, right? You're on the hook now, Tony. <laughs> I know. Hey, my wheels are literally spinning. I'm excellent. I've got you guys covered. Yay. We'll look forward <laughs> to that. 
No, I don't have anything else um, really noted down that we haven't talked about. You, you asked once about whether or not um, how that fits into CCR as opposed to romantic suspense. And I'm like, well, that's, you can see the progression to romantic suspense, you know, bodyguards and, and other careers where that, you know, where the muscle needs to show kind of thing. But I'm sure that just as many former military go home and, and work on the family farm or for the family business or, or write books. Yeah. Or I write books and yes. get, a, get a regular <laughs> raise raise their kids jobs like <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. So cool. All right. Thank you, Tony, for joining us. This was fun. Remind everyone where they can find you. TonyShiloh.com. Pretty simple. Yep. And what is your next book? When is that? Um, so I have two actually coming in the summer. Um, they're both collections. Um, one is May 25th and the second one is June 1st. Once Upon a Summer and Always a Wedding Planner. Now is Once Upon a Summer's following up from Once Upon a Christmas? Sort of? Yes and no. They're, yes and no. Okay. Not so, fairy tales? No, they are. They're both oh, fairy they tales. They're just okay. not the same characters. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Who's, who's your fairy tale in that one? So in the Once Upon a Summer, we have my uh, sorry, we have Andrea Boyd, J.C. Weaver, and Teresa Tynesinger, and myself. But and which then fairy tale did you choose? I chose Beauty and the Beast because oh, brooding and France. <laughs> nice. Okay, there you go. excellent. <laughs> All right, and then your other collection is in uh, June. Yes, June first. Okay. That's always a wedding planner with Davlin Spencer, Leanne Betts, and R.L. Ashley. Awesome. Okay, great. Um, thank you everyone for joining us at Story Chats. You can find everything you need to know about the podcast at nspromance.com slash story chats. If you're watching on YouTube, please don't forget to hit subscribe. Last I checked, we're like 10 away from being able to have an actual channel name instead of numbers in our URL. So please hit subscribe <laughs> and don't forget to press the notification button so that you never miss an episode. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here. Bye guys. Bye. Bye-bye everyone.